Good morning to you all. How are we doing this morning? We're doing okay? Amen and amen. Glad to see everyone here this morning. If you're able to rise, we would love for you to join us in singing hymn 610, hymn 610, the joy of the Lord. This will be our opening hymn, and then we'll have a word of prayer. Hymn 610, hymn 610, the joy of the Lord. Thank you so much today for this time to come to your house together, Lord God, in fellowship and hear your word preached. I ask you to bless the message, bless the preacher. Lord, have the Holy Spirit have its way here in this room today in the hearts and minds of your people. And we give you praise, honor, and glory in the name of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen and amen. And as we continue in worship, if you could join us with uh, hymn number 500, hymn 500, who is on the Lord's side. Amen. Amen. It's not that the Lord is on our side, it's who's on the Lord's side. Amen. Hymn 500, who is on the Lord's side?
be seated.
rescue a sinner like me. Man, just think of where we'd be today had it not been for the Lord Jesus Christ come to die on the cross for our sin. And he came just for me. Now, you might he might have come for you too, but in my heart, he came just for me. Amen. That's why I think of this next hymn, hymn 623. That's why he is a wonderful Savior to me. Amen. Let's stand if you would, please. Come ahead. Hymn 623, hymn 623, he's a wonderful Savior to me. turn this page for Brother Yule. There we go. We're awful glad you're here this morning. Welcome to Central Park. If you're a first-time visitor here today and you did not receive a visitor card, if you'll slip your hand up, our ushers are going to come right now and give you a visitor card. We're going to ask that you fill that visitor card out. Uh, and then after the service, out in the foyer, there's a table out there. I'll be standing behind that table, and it says welcome on the wall there. And if you'll bring me your visitor card, I have a gift bag for you to thank you for coming to Central Park Baptist Church this morning. There are a lot of churches. There's all sorts of churches. There's a lot of Baptist churches. But you chose to be with us this morning, and we want to thank you for that. We count it an honor and a privilege to have you with us this morning. Thank you for being here. Pastor, you come. And you're glad to be here? Say amen. Amen. Hey, man, I'm, I'm glad to be here today. You could be in anywhere else, but I'm in church. Hey, Amen. Hey, Amen. Well, it's time to worship some more. Amen. 
Amen. And uh, one way that God has given us to worship is through our tithes and offerings today. Amen. Amen. It's awful early for me to have to say amen too, amen, so, uh, but I'm thankful for that. Listen, that's, uh, I'm thankful that God, uh, he could de- demand all of it, but he just asked for a portion, and I'm thankful for that, that we have that opportunity to come and give back to him, and we're going to show you a, a little video here in just a moment on one of the, uh, uh, I guess, results, if you will, of, of you, of your giving, and uh, man, and it's an awesome thing to be a part of what we're going to see. So anyway, so I'm thankful today. So may God bless you this morning as you give. And uh, I want you to please understand God loves a what kind of giver? Amen. Father, bless us, Lord, today. Thank you, God, for our folks and all of our guests today. I pray, God, that they'll go away saying it's been good to be in the house of the Lord. Thank you, Lord, for this uh, opportunity that you've given us, Lord, to just give back a small portion of what you've given to us. Uh, Lord, may it be used for the furtherance of the cause of Christ, both here and abroad. And we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. You have an offering. You please come. At this time, uh, fifth grade and under, fifth grade and under, if you are in the fifth grade or under, you are now dismissed for junior church. The Korean ministry, you are now dismissed for Korean church. And the remainder of us, if you are able to rise, we would love for you to join us in singing the first and last verses of hymn 633, hymn 633, Jesus Loves Even Me. Sing along. Uh, I am so glad that our Father in heaven tells of his love in the book he has given. Wonderful things in the Bible I see. This is the dearest that Jesus loves me. Please greet each other as we prepare for our morning special. 
Kaminsky. Very good, very good. Well, I'm thankful today that God's good, amen? amen. And I'm thankful that God gives us opportunities to see what he does. And, and listen, if you'll take a minute and read these letters back here, you'll see uh, God's hand working through uh, missions and uh, as a result uh, in, in many ways of what you give. And, and uh, we have a, a brief video this morning. Uh, you'll recognize uh, recognize him here in just a moment, and uh, but I want you to see that this is this is what uh, uh, your mission dollars do. And beside, and, and by the way, they give every get every penny of every dollar Amen. that you send. Amen. We don't keep out a portion for administration fees right, or right. you know bookkeeping. No, listen, right. if you give it, they get it. Amen. 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 And so. I want you to see this video, so if we can get the lights, and uh, and we'll go ahead and get that started, Brother Lice. It's a very short one, then we're going to get right into the message, all right? Go right ahead. Hello, Pastor White and Central Park Baptist Church. This is your missionary, Douglas Marco, serving in the city of Calisa in the Philippines. I just wanted to personally come on here and say thank you so much and support of our ministry and helping us get our land paid in full. Hello, Pastor White and Central Park Baptist Church. This is your missionary, Douglas Marco, serving in the city of Talisa in the Philippines. I just wanted to personally come on here and say thank you so much for your care and support of our ministry and helping us get our land paid in full. We are just a few hours away from having our very first Sunday morning service here in the Philippines. And we couldn't be more excited. We could not have gotten here without your help, without God's help. Uh, I want to say thank you for being sensitive to the leading of the Holy Spirit regarding our need and the future of this ministry. Only time will tell, and only eternity truly can tell what's going to happen as a result of this wonderful help that you've been to our ministry here. Souls will be saved, lives will be changed, and the light of the glorious gospel will shine brighter a whole lot longer because of you and your love and care and support. Thank you all so much. We love you. Have a wonderful day. Give the uh, church the other day, printing the Bibles for those in Vietnam. So uh, let me encourage you to give to missions. If you if you don't listen, if you if you and I'm just going to put it out here real nice. If you don't give to missions, you can't be a part of this. You're not a, a recipient of the blessings of God. And, uh, it, you know, it's kind of like salvation in a lot of ways. We don't piggyback our way to heaven. Yeah. And we don't piggyback our way to the blessings of God, especially when it comes to missions giving. So I want to encourage you. Play. Man, what a joy that is. They were literally uh, ripping them off in, in, the, in the owner of that property. And uh, listen, I don't know, do you remember the percentage they were paying on that? Yeah, that's what I was thinking, 19% interest. So, and then they got to the place where they had raised it and they couldn't afford the payments and they were about to lose everything. Uh, the years of money that they had already done, the buildings that they had built. Uh, and so as a result of churches just like you uh, giving to help them, they were able to pay that off. And I'm, I'm thankful for that. Amen. Look in Colossians, please. Colossians chapter 1. And uh, and I want to read just a, uh, a verse of Scripture for uh, time's sake this morning. And uh, I want us to look at verse, well, let's go ahead and begin in verse 15, all right? 
Colossians 1, verse 15, and we'll read down through verse 20. Found your place, say amen. amen. Who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature. Now, let me say this real quick. The Colossians are having trouble with false teachers and, and false doctrine. They were having trouble with... Uh, with men and people coming in trying to teach them that Christ was somebody that he was not. And, and so he's trying to help the Colossian people here in these verses. And, and he's trying to tell them in this portion of, uh, about the Lord Jesus Christ. And he says, who is, in, who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature? For by him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be uh, thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created by him and for him. And he is before all things, and by him all things consist. And he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he, Christ, might have the preeminence. For it pleased the Father that in him should all fullness dwell. And having made peace through the blood of his cross, by him to reconcile all things unto himself, by him I say, whether they be things in earth or things in heaven. I pray, Father God, this morning that you'd help me, Lord, to uh, preach the message, God, that you've laid upon my heart. I pray, God, that you would help us to listen with our spiritual ears, Lord, today. And, and uh, Lord, I pray most of all, if there's someone here that is not saved, God, that they'll please come to the saving knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. So please, Father, help us. And uh, Lord, speak to our hearts. And then I give you praise and glory for it because it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You may be seated. You know, there's a lot of metaphors, if you will, in Scripture to describe the church. It's called a family. It's called a kingdom. It's called a vineyard, a flock. It's called a building, a bride. But the most profound uh, metaphor, if you will, again, uh, and one having no Old Testament equivalent, uh, and that is the, that of a body. The, the church is a body, uh, and, and Christ is uh, the head of the body. Now, this concept, and I want you to get this, is not used in the sense of the head of a company, uh, but it, I believe it looks at the church as a living organism. Are y'all alive and well this morning? Okay, you're an organism, right? You're, this is not an organization, it's an organism. We, we are alive, and from looking out, I think most of you look like you're alive. Amen. Now, if you, don't, if you don't want me to think that, that you're not alive, you better nod your head or something as we go along, okay? Uh, but we're an organism, and we are inseparably tied together by the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, he controls every part of the church. He gives it the life. The Lord gives, a, gives it direction. His life lived out through all the members, provide the unity of that body, uh, he energizes, if you will. He coordinates the diversity within the body. Uh, uh, it's a diversity of spiritual gifts. We don't all have the same gift. We don't all have the same ability. And that's why God says we are fitly joined together. Why? Because it takes everybody to make a church move forward. Amen. So we can see again that he directs us and uh, as individual members. And we are here today to give as support, and, uh, and we are here today to serve the Lord and serve one another. So this morning, as we come to this, I, I guess if there's a title, I want to talk to you about our Savior, our church, and our future. 
uh, because we have all three of those. We, we have a Savior. If you're a born-again child of God, I'm thankful for our Savior. We are a church, amen, and uh, we do have a future, amen. So, but a lot of churches today across our country and across the world, I believe they, they're like sailboats without a rudder. Uh, I think that they have no strategy for, uh, for what they're doing or for growth. I, I think they, uh, they don't really have a plan. But listen, I want you to understand, God has given us a plan today, and He's given us direction, and it's right here in His Word, amen. It's, all, it's been in, in here for a long time. Amen. Uh, and from what I have read, li- listen, the church is in trouble in a lot of ways. And I, I read some things about churches today, about Baptist churches, and it said 70% of them are either plateaued or in decline. 70%. 49.5% of the churches are, are, are plateaued, 20% are in decline. And, and, and once a church, let me read this, it, once it has plateaued, It says it has made a decision, Uh, business as usual, which means decline or strategic planning, which involves making plans and setting goals, uh, which will help bring about a healthy and growing church is is not there. Listen, uh, churches that are, you're either moving forward or you're going backwards. There's no such thing as being neutral as a church. Listen, and the greatest need today is for a church to be the church. We can't, listen, God help us to be the church. Amen. I mean, we don't need to learn how to entertain. We're not here for entertainment this morning. I, listen, I, I, when the choir sang about to rescue a sinner like me, listen, that, to me that wasn't entertaining. That spoke to my heart and to my spiritual man. And I was thankful that God rescued me and saved my soul. But a lot of churches today have church to entertain. We're not here for that. We don't need to learn how to be politically correct. I mean, we can say things in the right way, amen, and uh, we don't have to be militant about anything or just, you know, uh, in your face. Kind of, we, but we can stand on the true Word of God and just tell people like it is to people where they are, amen. Amen. We don't even need to learn how to be socially acceptable. Amen. We just need to be the church. We need to learn how to be a first century church in a 21st century world. Listen, and when I say that, I'm not talking about giving in to compromise or giving in to the social, uh, you know, uh, uh, requirements of the world today. And uh, uh, you know, uh, listen, I'm not into all that. I'm just simply trying to bring honor and glory to God today and tell people about the Lord Jesus Christ. And so we need to understand that the church just needs to be the church. So the first thing I want us to look at is uh, is our Savior. Look in Matthew chapter 16 and verse 18. Uh, As Savior, the the Lord Jesus Christ, He's the builder. Matthew 16 and 18, it says, And I say also unto thee that thou art Peter. God said, you're Peter. Thou art Peter. But Peter... On this rock, I'll build my church. Listen, he's not building the church on Peter. That's not what he's saying. Many people think that the church is built on Peter. It is not built on Peter. The church is built on a sure foundation, and that sure foundation is the Lord Jesus Christ. 
He's the one that started. He is the builder. The Lord said, I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Notice that the Lord didn't say, you'll build my church. He didn't say, I'll build your church. dependent upon me we are in trouble listen don't come here because of me come here because the Lord wants you to be here come here because it's right to be here listen but don't come because of me you come because of him amen he's the source he's the power behind the church but as our Savior, he's the buckler. And we, we talked about this in, uh, and when we studied Ephesians. If you look in 2 Samuel uh, chapter 22 and verse 31, you write these verses down. It tells us that he, the Lord, is a buckler to all them that trust in him. Psalm, another verse, says in chapter 18 and verse 22. It says, the Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer. I, this is awesome. I mean, he's all those things to me. He's my rock. Listen, he's my fortress, my home, my life. Listen, it's built on a sure foundation. Listen, he's my rock. He's like the rock of Gibraltar. Nothing can move him. He's my fortress, my deliverer, my God, my strength, in whom I will trust, my buckler. Listen, he's our shield. That's what that buckler means, and we talked about that. Listen, and, and so we need to understand this. And when we read that about the gates of hell, not uh, 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 where it says it, it's our defense, I want you to see this. Uh, being the, the church as the gates of hell, listen, they are weapons of defense. Gates are. Now watch. Jesus is not saying or was not saying that the church is on the defense. You know, we got to be careful because if we sometimes think we get inside here, man, we are... Pre- no, listen, we don't come in here for defensive measures. We come here to get equipped so that we can go out and be on the offensive. That's not what that verse means. The Lord is saying that hell is on the defense and the church should be at the, the battering ram, battering down the gates of hell. Uh, too many times we think that the theme of the church is hold the fort. No, wait a minute. That's not the theme. The theme of the church is onward Christian soldiers. Listen, we're not here to hold our own and be hold out faithful to the end. Listen, God has given us some marching orders today. And it's to go out into the highways and hedges and, and knock on people's doors and invite them to come to church this place and be equipped and try to reach them with the gospel. Amen. And if we'll do that, the Bible says the gates of hell shall not prevail. Listen, if the church would simply be the church, the gates of hell wouldn't. And watch, would not and could not withstand the offense of the church. 
And listen, we're to be marching. We're marching to Zion, beautiful, beautiful Zion. You ever heard an army marching? To me, I think it sounds cool. I was in marching band in high school, and, you know, I mean, you get everybody in step, it's pretty fun to watch. You know, but every once in a while, you get out of step. I was not five feet tall and didn't weigh 100 pounds, and I was a senior in high school. Yeah, pretty big, eh? And I played the baritone. And if you ever know, what a, it's, a, it's an instrument, and it goes out like this, and it about, goes from about here to here. And if you're five feet tall, it probably it covers most of you. And I marched right beside a guy named Cooper. He was about 6'5 and go about 290 and played a bass. Well, the only thing you could see from me to him was my horn every once in a while. And we're marching out here for a little ways, and everything's going good. And, and I, I, at a football game, and we're going, I think I was a, a, a sophomore, and we're, we're going, doing our thing. Well, you're supposed to march out here and turn, and then you turn again and go back, you know. And, and, and I'm walking out this way, and, I'm, and I forgot to turn. You know, it's all about me, right? And I marched out there about five yards. And I'm looking, I'm thinking, oh, my word, where did everybody is wrong but me? No, that's not what I thought. Listen, I knew I was out of step. And I, I turned and I ran and I got right back in my spot. I didn't play another note because I'm thinking, listen, if I can't do two things at once, I'm, I'm going to make dead sure that I stay in my place. Listen, I want you to understand a lot of Christians today are out of step with the church. They're born again, children of God, and they're living outside in the world today. Listen, and God is no longer their shield because they've gotten out from the protection of God today, and they're in trouble. Listen, God simply lets us know that if we stay in step with Him, He will be our buckler. He's our shield, and He will protect us. We just need to trust Him, and we need to commit years ago. Uh, when D.L. Moody was still alive, he said these words, and he, they wrote them down. He said, the world has yet to see uh, 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 what God can do through one man whose life is totally committed to him. And Moody said, I'll be that man. And God used him, listen, to literally shake two continents through his ministry. Why? Because he chose to be that person. Listen, but what is true of one man can also be true of a church. What is true of one man can be true of a church. Praise the Lord, preacher. Let's be that church. Listen, why can't we today be that church? Yeah. Be careful. Y'all sound like the church at that, you know, the, you know, the one guy, the preacher was preaching, and, and they were saying, listen, you know, well, you got to learn how to crawl. And they said, let her crawl. Preacher, you got to learn how to, once you learn how to walk, crawl, you got to learn how to walk. They let her walk, preacher. Once you learn how to walk, you got to learn how to run. Let her run, preacher. But if we're going to run, we got we to gotta have money. You got to give. And people on one side said, let her crawl, preacher. Let her crawl. Listen, why can't we be that church? Amen. Listen, all it takes is the body of Christ to get in tune with the Savior. Amen. The world has yet to see what God can do through one church who is totally committed to Him. 
All God is waiting on is for people to step up and say, let's be that church. Yeah. You know, we usually have at least 10 men, and some of our ladies come in here and do some, uh, putting some things together for us. This, what would it be like if we had 20 show up? I mean, it, could it happen? Well, yeah, all it takes is you. Listen, God help us to be the church. We come in here, we, you know, we come in here to worship. We don't come in here to serve. We call it our service, but this is really not our service. If you want to get right down to it, this is our worship. We came today to worship as a body. Listen, our Savior today will help us. Let me show you number two, the church. I've got to hurry. What is the church? Well, let me tell you this. The church is not this building. We call it that, but that's, that's not a true statement. The church can use buildings. The church could meet under a tent if we chose to, and we have. I still remember some tent revivals in Kermit, Texas in June, you know, and it's 100 degrees outside. They think this is the heat. No. You, if you want to know what heat is, go to Kermit, Texas, have a tent revival, and the wind's blowing, and, it, and the tent is sitting on a sand lot. And the wall, the, the tent is about this high up off the ground, and the wind is blowing about 15 miles an hour outside. You ever heard of sandblasting? I think everybody in that tent that day had, were sandblasted. And you know, the, the, the neat thing about it was, it was the tent was full. There was probably 350 people under that tent in June having church, listening in the heat, and, and, and not one time uh, folks are, uh, uh, are saying anything, but they are in there raising uh, their voices and worship to God. Listen, I want you to understand, that's what church is all about today. But if it gets a little too warm or a little too cold inside the building, all oh, this, I'm preaching, it's a little hot in there. We need to turn that down. Wait a minute. We, uh, I understand it's not comfortable all the time, but we're sitting on padded pews. We got here in an air-conditioned car for the most part. And the only time we were in the heat heat was from, you know, the parking lot to the front door. Listen, we could meet anywhere because the church is not this building. I read a sign that, uh, that said the church is just ordinary people. The building just keeps the weather out. And that, I think that's pretty accurate. Uh, but the church is not just ordinary people. It's ordinary people that have something extraordinary that happened to them and made them become extraordinary people trying to accomplish something that's extraordinary for an almighty God. Listen, uh, God help us today to understand that the church is the people. People that know the Lord Jesus Christ as Savior. The church is a born-again uh, body of baptized believers. And when I say that, I'm talking about a local New Testament body of believers. Uh, the church is never meant to have a, a be part of a, a you know, a, a hierarchy, if you will, or be part of a conglomerate type thing. No, we are our own church. Amen. Uh, and that's the way the Lord instituted the church. That's the way he started them out. But listen, church is people. People that know Jesus Christ, everywhere you go, that's where the church goes. Central Park Baptist Church is found in office buildings. Central Park Baptist Church is found in banks and grocery stores and malls and schools and beauty shops. Listen, uh, Central Park Baptist Church can be found everywhere. Listen, why? Because we are part, we are the church. Listen, sometimes I hear people say, well, I love Jesus, but 
but I don't care too much for the church. I don't have any use for the church. Be careful. Listen, you can't be up on Jesus and down on the church. It's not Jesus, yes, and church, no. It's not church, yes, and Jesus, no. Because if you love Jesus, you're going to love what Jesus loves, and Jesus loves the church. Amen. If you love football, you're going to love helmets, cleats, passing, running, interceptions, touchdowns. You're going, to, uh, you're going to like dirt. You're going to like grass stains. You're going to like all that stuff if you love football. If you're a fisherman, you're going to love rods and reels. You're going to like hooks, baits, boats. You're going to like the smell of stink bait. You're going to like worms, putting them on the hook. You're going to like cleaning the fish. And you're going to like fish itself if you like fishing. Amen. If you like hunting, you're going to like guns, bows, camo, ammo. You're going to like, you're going to like being out there in the elements. I've talked to guys that, that walk up in the mountains for, uh, you know, days, and they come back and say, man, it was great. If you love hunting, if you love Jesus, you're going to love the church. You're going to love visitation, prayer meetings, revivals, fellowships, mission conference, Bible, witnessing, tithing, giving to missions. You're going to love all that stuff if you love the church. Amen. I read a story about a preacher who visited a couple in his church that didn't have any children. They, they loved God. They loved the church. They were faithful, and they hadn't been in the church very long, and uh, they were kind of well off, and the preacher thought, well, I haven't been to their home. I want to go visit with them. And, and uh, so he went over to visit with them one day, and while he was there, he noticed they had a, a pet dog. Man, they loved on that dog. That, I mean, that, if that dog that needed something, they were quickly up to help it, and they patted on it and loved on that thing. And, and man, I mean, it, just everything was about that dog. Well, they came to this point in, in, of the visitation, and, and the preacher looked up and said, Man, he said, I, I noticed you, you have that dog, and that thing is awesome. You love that dog. But he said, But I was just wondering, uh, why don't you have any children? Well, as soon as he said that, the wife jumped from her place, and she ran off weeping. And, and the pastor told the husband, he said, Listen, I am sorry. It's obvious that I've said something that upset your wife I'm I didn't I did not mean to upset her and the husband said well preacher you you don't know this but we did have a child we had a son and about a year ago he died of cancer and he said this is his dog and he said on his deathbed our son made us promise to take care of his dog and then that man reached down for the dog and held it in his arms. And the man said, Preacher, we love this dog because our son loved this dog. Listen, the church may have its faults. The church may have its scars. It may have its warts and its quirks. But I love the church because Jesus loved the church. Listen, God help us today to love the church. I'm here today not because I have to be. I'm here today not because I, I you know, uh, out of any, of any of those other things. I am here today because I love the church. 
I, I don't mind coming on Sunday morning. I don't mind coming early. I don't mind coming back Sunday afternoon. Why? Because Jesus loved the church, and because he loved the church, I love what he loves. I don't mind coming back on Wednesday nights. I don't mind coming and doing whatever needs to be done. I don't mind going out and knocking on people's door, telling them about Jesus and about how he loved the church and died for the church and gave himself for it, and he loved them too. Listen, I love the church because he loved the church. It's not an inconvenience for me to come. I don't mind driving. I was talking to one of our young men today, and I told him a couple weeks ago, listen, you start getting in church, people are going to start trying to get you away. And they said, listen, preacher, I want you to understand that it happened just like you said. I, we, they, they drive probably half an hour to come to church at least. And, and somebody said, why don't you go to a church closer to you? There's one just around the corner. Listen, it is not about that. I want to go to a church where I can hear the gospel preached and where I can sit in classes and hear the, uh, the Word of God taught just like it is to people just like they are for people who have a passion for the things of God and they build relationships with one another. I'll drive an hour every day to do that. Listen, it's a, the church is about the people. We are in the people business. Listen, so God help us today to... Uh, God help us to say, let the church be the church. You say, well, how do we start it? Where do we begin? Well, uh, it starts in Hebrews 10, 24 and verse 25. This is God's perspective of his church. Now, I want you to get this, and, and you know verse 25. Verse 25 says, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as men of some is, but exhorting one another and so much the more as you see the day approaching. We're quick, to, we're quick to quote that. That's a Baptist verse. But wait a minute, it's not just a Baptist verse. It's a Bible verse because God put that in there. But we got to back up and get verse 24. It says, and let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works. Look what it says, let us consider one another. That word consider, it means to give attention, give our attention to, to fix our attention upon, or to give continuous care, or to watch over. Listen, this is why we forsake not. Listen, that's why uh, when Brother Shelton comes, I'm to fix my attention on him. I'm to, I'm to consider him. I'm to give up my attention to him. Why? Because maybe he had a rough week. Maybe there's some things that he's going through or some things that he needs help with. I'm here to consider him. I'm here to help him. I'm here to encourage him. But how can I do that if he's not here? That, that's one of the reasons why we have, uh, forsake not to consider uh, one another. Listen, we are, 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 are to, to be considerate of one another. We're to show concern for one another, uh, we, uh, that we meet one another's needs. Amen. And by the way, we do do that. We do help people. Even though some folks don't think we do, we do help people. I just want to throw that in there. Some folks don't think we help folk. But we do. Yeah. You may not know that, but we do. They know it. I just that that's free. We strengthen one another's weaknesses. We help one another through trials and temptation. 
And no, and, and listen, that's, those are just things that we do on a, or should do on a, on a regular basis. But we gather today for worship, for instruction, for fellowship, for equipping, training, encouragement, discipleship. Listen, we, we give attention to one another. Did you ask someone today how they're doing? Is there anything that you can pray with them about? That's why we're here. I mean, we, we are here to worship, but listen, we're also here to consider one another. We give attention. Listen, why? To make sure none of us are, one, are in need of anything, or two, that none of us are slacking up. Amen. We're to stir one another to love and to do good works. And this is the duty of the, watch, of the new what, living faith that the Lord Jesus Christ has given to us. It's not a, this is not a dead faith. It's a living faith. It's a faith that stirs to action. It's a, a, a faith that stirs us to live and, and to live in love and good works. Listen, for the sake of a needful and a sick world, we're to live soberly and righteously in this present world. We're to live in a way that they can see Christ in us. And when we gather and we worship, uh, we are here today to encourage us. Hey, listen, man, I'm, let me pray with you because uh, it's a long week, Monday through Saturday, if the Lord don't come back. Uh, we're going to need a little strength, so let me let you know that I love you and I appreciate you and I'm praying for you. Listen, that's one of the reasons why we came. Yeah. Uh, we scatter for a reason. Not only do we gather, but we scatter. Acts 17 and 6. I've got about five minutes, so stay with me because we still got to talk about our future. Acts 17, 6 says, And when they found them not, they drew Jason and certain brethren under the rulers of the city, crying, uh, these that uh, have turned the world upside down are come hither also. See, Paul and Silas weren't there at that moment, but they had been there. They were staying with Jason. And so since Paul and Silas weren't there, they grabbed up Jason. And they brought him to the city magistrates, if you will, to the city council and said, Look at these guys. Look at this guy. This is Jason. They've been over there in that house, and they've been worshiping, and they've been teaching this new doctrine about a Savior who's, and listen, and people are believing that stuff. They, they have turned the world upside down. God help us. Man, we got to get them Ten Commandments away for that so people can't see them. Somebody might look at them and read them and, and think about that, and they might follow. Listen, those things are turning the world upside down. Well, listen, it, they may not be turning the world upside down, but we can sure turn the world right side up in an upside-down world. Amen. Amen. They were after him. Uh, they were trying to get him to stop. But listen, but they scattered. But they scattered even out of the church of Jerusalem. And, and that was for the reason of witnessing, for, uh, for strengthening one another. Listen, so that they could reach the world with the, with the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's, we come to gather, to worship, to strengthen, to encourage, to equip. But when we go out, we scatter like a covey of quail. But we have a purpose. And we have a plan, and that's to reach people with the gospel. But we have our future. What kind of church is God looking for? What kind of church is God looking for to use to reach the lost and the hurting? I think God is looking for churches where his priorities are their priorities, where his perspectives are their perspectives. Well, what are God's priorities for the church? Well, first is to exalt him. Colossians 1.18 says that in all things, he may have preeminence. That word preeminence means to be first. Right. 
first in rank, to hold first place. We're to always put the spotlight on Christ, to focus on Him. John chapter 12, verse 32, Jesus said, uh, And I, if I be lifted up, will draw all men unto myself. Uh, listen, it's our, it's our place today just to put Him first and, and, and lift up the name of Jesus, the name that's above every other name. This, this is the reason the Lord is to have the preeminence in all things. Why? Because He's the person who came to earth to suffer and die for us. He's the one who loved and gave Himself for the church. He's the one who purchased it with His own blood. God has made Christ the preeminent and supreme majesty of the universe. Listen, He ought to be preeminent, first place. When we make decisions in our life every day, we ought to think about Him first. Amen. We're here to equip the saints, and I've got to quit. The Bible says in Ephesians 4, 11, and 12, And he gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers. Why did he give them? For the perfecting or the maturing of the saints. Watch. Here's the next part. For the work of the ministry. Oh. Where's that word? Work. Don't be throwing that at me, you know. I'm going to throw the work of the ministry. Like, and I mean, we start talking about the work of the ministry. People are start going, oh, easy, preacher, man. That almost hit me. Amen. Uh, it's, it's the work. Listen, ministry is work. W-O-R-K. Work. Our future is dependent on how hard we work. Uh, if we, if we want to reach more people, got to work harder. Yeah. Got to stay out there long. You know, when you fish, you, you know how you catch, you just stay out there till, you, till they bite. My son, when he was little, I'd take him fishing. And <clears throat> he thought fishing was all about casting. And he'd be rolling that in, and I mean, I'd be, hey, leave that out there. You got You can't just throw it in. You know, I like to fish for catfish. I don't. I don't want to eat none of them sissy fish. You know, bass or crappie. I want catfish, man. Them things get big. They fight. Man, he'd throw it out there, and then I'd look over there, and he'd be, and then he'd be running in. I said, son, you got to leave that out there. You got to stay after it till they bite. Don't, Dad. Man, I said, I want to try over here. He'd be over here, he'd throw it in over here, and he'd, uh, it wouldn't be five minutes. He's real, listen, if we're going to catch some fish, we've got to stay after. We've got to stay out there till they bite. Yeah. Uh, you know how we're going to, re- we're going to have to go out on a Saturday morning and stay till they bite. Sometimes, and I know it's hot, I get that. We, when it cools off, we may have to stay out a little longer. Oh, yeah, but, you know, preacher, I got stuck, you know. No, wait a minute. What we accomplish for the Lord is, is, is dependent on how much work we're willing to put in. He's given us everything that we need. We have the right bait. We have the right, we have the right everything. But we just got to stay. It takes that little old word again, W-O-R-K-R-K. I'll take it out in a minute. Work. Work. Nobody wants to work anymore. Um, we cease reaching the lost. We cease being a 
first century church in a 21st century world when we stop doing the things that God wants us to do the way he wants us to do them. I read this story, and I'll be done, about this guy who came to town. He's looking for a good church to go to, and he stopped this man on the street. He goes, uh, sir, can you tell me where the Lord's church is? The man, he said, well, let's see. Reverend Jones, he's got a church down here about, about six blocks on the left. Up here on Main Street, he said, Brother Smith has a, a, a church. Down here on the south part of town, he said, Dr. Jones has got his church. He said, you know, mister, I don't, I don't know if the Lord has a church here. If there's one thing that the Lord needs in Carrollton, Texas, is a church. A church the way he wants it to be. A church that cares about people. Listen, if we'll care about people the way God cares about people, God will take care of everything else. You say, how do you know that? Because he said in Colossians, I just read it. If you look in verse 18, he said, and he is the head, Christ, of the body. Who is the beginning, uh, who is the, fir- the beginning, the firstborn of the dead and all things that he might have preeminence. But I want you to see the other verse where it says that he is the head. It, it, it tells us, listen, that he is the head. He is the power. He, and he said, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. God will take care of us if we just do things his way. It's his church. I've had people all the time say, preacher, we really like your church. This is not my church. It's his church. And I, I'll, I'm, I'm just here this morning to carry the water. I'm just a water boy, and I'm here just to carry the water. Whether you drink it is up to you. But if you drink it of this water of life, it's free. Jesus said you'll never thirst again. If you're here today and you're not saved, can I tell you, if you'll drink of this water. If you drink of this water, the Lord told the lady, he said, you'll thirst again. But if you drink of the water I'll give, he said, you'll never thirst again. If you've got something that God can help you with, all you got to do is come. And God has the answers. But God helped us, the church, just to be the church. And all God's people can say, amen. Father, help us. Lord, we, um, we've got a task that you've given us, and the task is too much for one individual or two individuals, Lord. The task, Father, is, um, that needs to be done is, God, it needs a lot of people. And God, you've placed quite a few folks here in this place. And God, you've continued to send folks, and I'm thankful for that. But God, the ones who are here already, Help us, Lord, to make you preeminent in all things, knowing that you are the head of this body, the church. We are the, 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 the ministries of this church are just part of the body. Lord, it may be an arm, a leg, a foot, a finger, but God, you're the head. And Lord, you told Peter, upon this rock, I'll build my church. So Lord, may we just be vessels, God willing to be used of you. It is yet to be seen what you can do through a church who's willing to give themselves to you wholly and completely. God, will you help us to be that church, that people? Speak to our hearts during this invitation, Lord. And Father, if there's someone here that's not saved, I pray, dear God, that they'll come and trust you as personal Savior and Lord. And we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. While we stand.
And while we sing just a verse of invitation, if the Lord's speaking to your heart, you come right now while we sing. Come on. <clears throat> come on if you need to come. The Lord's speaking to your heart. You come. <clears throat> 